two misguided coaches, one formidable goal. This is the Centre Pass Podcast. Well, episode 15 of the Centre Pass Podcast, mate. Two misguided coaches, one formidable goal. And, you know, we're into the, the depths of the season. And it's not really, it's not really looking so formidable, is it? Goodness me, that's a big statement to make uh, in the while we're in the trenches here. But yes, uh, can very, very good starts to the season for us. A good sort of position halfway through this round. Boy, we've got some got some big games to come, though, don't we? <clears throat> yeah, we sure do. And obviously, for anyone who is new listening, I am Coach Cam, and this is my friend Coach Machu. Oh, good day, mate. And uh, we are taking on the goal of coaching a netball team for the first time where we've had no experience in netball nope. and or coaching. Nope. Um, and, you know, our season so far, we we didn't start the hottest. We were in senior one. And while I felt we were building, we just ran out of time in that short round to really, really put it all together. And unfortunately, we were demoted down to senior two. But since then, we have been hitting our strides. You know, last week, we came off a big win, you know, We'll get to it a little bit later, but we've had another pretty good game under our belts this week. It's you know it's all sort of starting to come together, and it's quite a rewarding feeling, isn't it? Absolutely, Cam. the The culture has really been building strongly, and what we're seeing now is the culture is starting to build into on court performances, and so that's the most pleasing thing for us is being able to see bits that we've been able to incorporate through culture off court, and how that's now transpired on court. And uh, that's the best bit so far for me, anyway. Yeah, I don't want to, um, you know, allude to too much here, but you know, it's obviously been an interesting journey for us. You know, talking about our, you know, progress every week. We come out here and we tell you, or most weeks we come out and here and we tell you, you know, the scores from our games and stuff like that. And and I felt like it had added a bit of extra pressure to, oh, absolutely. Sort of, you know, getting out the performances there. But also, you know, as a general whole, this idea that anyone can sort of step up and do this role, you know, all is, is, is putting your hand up there. I felt like there was a lot of pressure from community netball, community sport, for us to be able to deliver. You know, we didn't have to go out there and win every game, but we you know deliver a, a competitive sort of netball team. And, you know, dealing with that pressure at times has, has been different. It's been a hell of a, you know, a ride to sort of deliver and, and it's been really nice to sort of start putting some performances together and really enjoying it as well. Yeah, it's very vindicating, I think, for us to at least put some performances together on the court. I, I, I completely echo what your sentiments are in terms of the weight of public expectations and hopes as well you know a lot of people are backing us and it is quite difficult I think when you start a season and the results don't go your way and you start to wonder whether all of the learning that we've done hasn't been enough and whether we need to do more in order to sort of make sure that we are giving our athletes the best possible coaching that they deserve uh, because they're playing this game they're paying to be in this sort of space so there was a little bit I think for me of were we doing enough but now that we're starting to see the results and there's a little bit more culture that's been built, we're starting to see those rewards. And more often than not, I think we're putting some really quality performances together, which for me as a first-time coach is, is very, very rewarding, but also just as rewarding to see them interact with each other after the game as well. I think that's a really nice thing for, 
for us to see as well. Yeah, it's uh, certainly like you can see the enjoyment in the girls and that's uh, probably the biggest thing we can sort of take away from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right. So as you guys might know, if you've listened to the previous episode and you haven't, go listen. It's a good one. One um, of our best, I'd suggest. But last <laughs> time we had a game, we didn't have a training <laughs> leading up to it because of sort of adjusted training times and, you know, exams, exams and stuff like that. But this week we were back to our ordinary training time, um, you know, back to our 8 p.m. Thursday night training. We got a training and we'd done all this prep. And now one thing we'd been wary of is planning too much in advance and sort of, you know, getting to Thursday and then suddenly you have to make changes and changes because, you know, come Thursday morning a bunch of things change, like the number of players available and stuff like that. So we decided we'd wait. A little bit later, partway through Thursday, I think it was only about five o'clock when we probably finalised our training plan. About three hours out from the actual training time, yeah. Which, which we you know were pretty happy with. Mm. Um, we did have someone that morning, unfortunately, pull out with um, pull out with COVID, but we were able to make that adaption there. Unfortunately, at about five thirty, so amazing, thirty minutes past what we had planned, we got a message from the other coach who we share a court with, Liv, saying her team is not going to train tonight. Now, Just numbers, wasn't it? Yeah, numbers. And look, to be fair, they only had one less player than us there, but you know, some of us, we go out there and grind, don't we, mate? Boy, this is, this is a, a political beef. war I don't need to wade into. Oh, you, can, you get on our side or <laughs> we, we get out of this room. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes, big yes. Um, yeah. But but the reason why that was a bit of a problem for us is because we had set the plan for 20 minutes of full court training against the other team, running some scenarios and mm. stuff like that. It's a good way to dust off the cobwebs. 20 minutes of our training plan, gone. Boom. Just like that. But we had um, another player pull out, but we managed to pull it through there and and come together for what was a pretty good first training back, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's funny, I think, Cam... You just don't know all of the different ways that you cannot attend a training until they happen. So the last player that you mentioned couldn't make it because their car wouldn't start. And, you know, I've spoken to that player since and the car started every other time. So thankfully, just a one-off sort of situation, probably just getting back into, uh, you know, university life, that car. Uh, But great to have a bit of flexibility, like you say, but more importantly, I think it's a chance for us to also then lean on the players themselves to have a bit of ownership as well and to help us understand what is the best thing that we can do for the players that did make it. You know, the six six players that were there? Yeah. Cam? Yeah, six. six uh, seven players, one carrying a bit of an injury, so they were there to help yes. but can participate in everything. Yeah, so obviously we'd sort of prepared for maybe eight players that dwindled as the, as the day went on and so like Cam you're sort of touching on it was great to then be able to lean on the players to sort of figure out what the best thing would be for them to take into the weekend and thankfully for us we got a lot out of it like you say. Yeah mate so I mean the training consisted of us we, we did some basics you know got in and did some handling and passing and some movement stuff unfortunately for you and I due to the numbers a lot of these drills require Eight, eight players really who are 
able to run and, and move around very nimbly and, and participate. And we had six. So doing the maths there, we were too short. And unfortunately, we both had to join in in a fair few of these drills. Well, thankfully, I think you were one and a half and I was the other half for one of those drills in particular. I think where uh, you were doing a lot of the running and the jumping. And then by the time the end of the drill had come through, you asked for a sub. So I subbed in and, and I... You know, Did you get the ball in the drill? Absolutely not. <laughs> and so for me, I think that illustrates the importance of timing when it comes to leadership and, and knowing when the right time is to step in. And and I've absolutely hit the nail on the head there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. That was well done and well timed by you, mate. And we'll Thanks, give it mate. to you. Yeah. Um, not the only, not my not my best work at training, it must be said, but we'll we'll leave that for later on. Yeah. yeah. But that's all right. And and yeah, we, we joined in and we went through a few things and stuff like that. But as you said, we, we had a bit of time to sort of make up, I guess, you know, we allotted some time in our original plan to do some stuff which they wanted. But yeah. we we had a bit of time to make up and we weren't going to go too intense, and especially down to six players. It was just a good time to get out back there and sort of do your own thing a little bit. Love so the we, cobwebs. And- we sent the, the lone shooter at training off to one court, uh, corner of the court to practice her shooting and just get some rhythm going and stuff like that. And we, as you alluded to, discussed with them what they sort of wanted to do around some over some drills that they thought we need to work on or something like that. And they came up with some stuff to look at set pieces, didn't they? Exactly. One of the key things I've learned from our coaching journey is while we'll have a lot of tools, a lot of techniques, a lot of skills Often the players also have quite a few tools in their own kit. And one of those biggest, one of the biggest skills they have is this idea of being able to talk through hypothetical situations and how we can then get out of that situation. So what we worked on with, well, I say, what did we work on? We helped to guide um, a couple of set pieces, uh, Cam, and one of them in particular was off a centre pass and sort of defending a centre pass. And the other was how we exit from the baseline once the shooter had missed and it had gone out of court. So it was a chance for us to exit. And by exit, I mean get that ball out of our sort of defensive third through to the midcourt where it would then go through to the attacking end. Yeah, I, I think you should be a little bit nicer to yourself there, mate. When we obviously we let them guide and, and sort of develop a lot of the stuff here, but uh I think we put them in the places where we felt like we maybe needed, uh, not maybe needed a bit more work, but needed something to develop there. You know, mm. the centre pass defence that was on them, and then I felt like you know somewhere where we maybe needed a bit of work on, we was exit, and so we decided that was a good thing to go on. So we're we're directing it as well. That's and, a good point. That's a good point. And we we're able to you know our netball knowledge has got to the point where we are able to provide small glimpses of. Mm what to do when and stuff like that. And like we defended in practicing in this drill as well. And uh, we, we won a few defenses against this, this exit, which I think is just, you know, credit to our hard work, mate. Yeah, I think I genuinely think you and I would go really, really well uh, in the attacking circle. Obviously, I'm just feeding to you um, while I'm not feeding uh, my face. But it was really good to, to work together on that, but also showcase to the girls how they can then work better to enhance their drill. And it worked a lot, to be fair, particularly at the exit play. They were able to sort of work on a few things because they had, I guess, bodies to 
practice against. And sometimes when you have limited numbers, you don't get that privilege. But you know, credit to us and our humility to, to be able to step in and, and help the girls to develop this drill, which we then got to use on Saturday as well. Yeah, it was a very situational sort of thing, but it was a good one to have there and ready. And I think they can apply those those basics from that as well to other situations. Absolutely. But overall, I thought we walked away from that training pretty happy with, you know, especially considering how many players we had there and stuff like that. And sort of the prep time we had to adapt, I was pretty happy with what we were taking away from that that training. Yeah, it was a little bit of sweet in terms of, you know, we hadn't quite executed, I guess, what we had hoped to achieve at the start of the day. But the the ability to be fluid and to allow for players to help find the solution and also therefore create little products and little skills, I guess, that we can use in our own toolkit for future uh, can only help the team in the coming what is it, three regular games left that we have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting, but really, really useful as well. Yes, and it, it set us up well for moving into the game day. I felt like I wasn't obviously at the previous big win, but I felt like we were able to just kind of carry that energy and momentum over. And I felt when we arrived, you know, it was an early-ish game, but not super early, 10-20, you know, not... Really good for car parking, just as a yeah. side note. That's the premium game that you want to get because there are plenty of car parks, but it's not too early in the morning as yeah. well. So I don't know if Danita Netball's listening, but if we get any uh, playoff games, 10.20, please, would be would be my ideal Yeah, that's the time. last slot you can get before car parking gets oh, a bit tight, doesn't it? Dicey. Yeah, very, very dicey. So 10.20 a.m., love that. Right, but we had our game against uh, MacAndrew Red, and so we played their sister team earlier in the in the round, and we'd taken a, a seven goal win against them. Mm-hmm. And I think they were coming in; they were sitting on two losses. Was it? I believe two losses or one loss. Yeah, they were one of about seventeen teams with five points um, in about that fourth yes. equal spot. So we knew that they had some quality about them. They again, like about four other teams around them, and had one win. Two losses, but they did pick up a bonus point in one of their losses. So they weren't going to be an easy team. Yes, it was an interesting game for us because it was going to set up the table in terms of the fact that if we didn't get the win, then we would have fallen into the group of sort of fourth and fifth sort of lot where there was a bunch of play, uh, teams on those similar amount of points. And if we did get the win, we had a potential to jump all the way up to second. Correct. Um, considering if the top of the table clash didn't get a bonus point in there, in their, in their win slash loss. Um, so, you know, it was an interesting game for us, but we came in, I felt like we had good energy, but we were nice and calm. Like the girls were, looked bubbly, ready to go, but they, you know, no one sort of seemed nervous or anything like that, talking about other things other than the game and stuff like that. But we, we were coming in with the energy that I felt like we needed. Yeah, it was an interesting one. We obviously want to start really strong and united, with everyone there, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but the the start of our session generally begins with karakia. We didn't necessarily do that this time. We sort of focused on our set-piece play because we were waiting on a player uh, who had spent a good amount of time uh, using the restroom before the game. And so it got to kind of a looking-at-the-watch kind of time 
but we just decided to run on the exit play anyway because this position, this person in particular wasn't going to be involved in that. And thankfully by the time that play was run uh, and explained, uh, the other player came in and we were able to do our karakia, which, which set a really good tone. And yeah, we went out there and trained really, really well. We warmed up really, really well, I should say. Yeah, we had a really good warm up. Um, I, and, you know, I think one of the things that came from it was our shooters looked like they were shooting well. We had a little chat to the shooters just to go out there and shoot their own style and 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 shoot with confidence. You know, we talked about how we're, we're a good defensive team and we get a lot of balls. So don't worry if if we do miss a shot here or there, yeah. we're going to get chances to bring this game back. So just keep shooting, keep feeling confident, and just keep shooting your own style. And they came out and they they shot very well. So we'll get into sort of the game now, and in quarter one, we sort of took that momentum from last week where we had a 10-goal start, and we kept it sort of running, and we started with the first four goals of the quarter, which, you know, not quite the same, but it was a good way to sort of get the you know, ball flowing, and I believe the quarter finished up 13-6, which is a, a great way to start, great way to sort of kick it off. What were your thoughts from the quarter, mate? Yeah, there were a lot of swings, a lot of momentum changes throughout that first quarter. I think there was a lot of feeling each other out, particularly in the opening half of that quarter. We went from having a four-goal lead to it then returning to a four-all sort of stalemate. And then from then, we really kicked on and then scored the next six goals to end up taking a 10-4 lead, which then I think if you think goal for goal would take us to 13 goals to six. The fact that there were 19 goals in a quarter um, suggests that we were very quick with our own pass and we shot very well and we shot very quick. Uh, and that was something, Cam, that continued into the second quarter as well. Yeah, it was interesting. We we were obviously scoring pretty quickly and stuff like that, but I actually felt like we played not slow, but you know, one of our sort of more controlled yeah, good call. performances with the ball. We were very deliberate with the the, the ball movements. We took extra passes, like mm. we we went back a lot, like, and I was happy to see it because it was like, okay, no, not working here. It's just calm it down, back and then again, and you know the girls were shooting really well in the circle, and so you know the goals stacked up quickly when you were able to sort of just, you know, when you had the ball, use it well. Exactly, that's exactly right. I think that was something that we've been pushing for quite a while, and I think it's something that the girls also have been targeting themselves in terms of better composure on turnover position and getting that ball through the midcourt. And so being able to see them take their time, take all three seconds, and to survey the court for the right option, not the quickest option, was very, very satisfying. And then, of course, helped us take that 10-4 split, really, that six-goal split, one that we increased to 13-6 at that first quarter. Yeah, you definitely ran off that. Like every time we we had our ball, we were scoring for that period, and every time we got their ball, we were getting it all the way down to iron and and converting. So it added up pretty quick. Led us into the second quarter. You know, great momentum, and I believe we came out and and started really hot again in this quarter. Quarter finished eight five, leaving the scores at halftime twenty one eleven. Talk me through your feelings from that quarter. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because I guess what we had seen there is there was a lot of momentum that we'd seen in this you know sort of second half of the first quarter, which is getting into some very small numbers here. But it was something that 
we've seen before in terms of having a commanding lead after quarter one and then not being able to kick on and make the most of it in the second quarter. Uh, but thankfully for us, the girls managed to dial back in straight away and re reposition themselves where they needed to in terms of their levels of composure and their drive. And so like Cam has alluded to, he scored the first six goals. Full credit to MacAndrew for, tr for bringing back a little bit as well. But it was not, you know, 19 goals in the first quarter, 13 in the second. I think we started to realise that maybe that was kind of, that first quarter was going to be a defining one in terms of goal for goal and then a split and then goal for goal. And that's exactly what happened here as well. First six, a little bit of a recorrection from McAndrew and then a little bit of goal to goal towards the end. Yeah, I was actually really proud of the way we held our heads when we suddenly had the momentum sort of snapped away from us where they had come back and fought some goals back there and scored a few on the, on the trot. It meant that you know we had to calm it down and remember what we'd been doing and we were able to go do that. <clears throat> you know, And then we had a half-time break and we made you know some changes and stuff like that. Once again, mate, we'd failed to, to deliver on the half-time lollies, haven't oh, we? I know. It's just not on our mind. Can I just say, though, can I just say, though, they did eat all of them. Yeah, and we so, did not take a single one home. Very disappointed, actually. I feel, yeah. uh, you know, so sometimes you get ready for them. Some, You know, you've had, this has happened so often that you're like, right, I've got six or seven lollies on the way home. Zero today. Yep, beep test at training coming up, yep. I think. Yeah. Frustrating. <clears throat> um, but no, we, we sort of, I think we had some good discussions. Like, I felt like we were adapting really well to the game situation throughout the game. Uh, I think one of the things in the first quarters, uh, defensively, maybe we were, a few of us were chasing the same person. And so when when they didn't get the intercept, it left a, a hole in the court and we were sort of able to get that comm going on again there. And a couple of things in the shooting circle that I think we'll, we'll keep a little bit closer to our chest around discussions there. But, you know, we were taken into the third quarter trying to, you know, make sure we continue the momentum and, and really deliver this final performance. And the score for the third quarter was 11-5, sticking it at 31-16, looking into the fourth quarter. But it was an interesting third quarter, wasn't it, much? There, was there wasn't, I don't know if it quite felt like 11-5. No, not at all. I think it could have been bigger, to be fair. But what happened is we scored the first two goals of that quarter. Fantastic. And then McAndrew scored the following four goals. And we thought, oh, this is this is an interesting time in the game here. Because as it has been throughout the game, there had been kind of blocks where we've scored and then blocks where they've scored. And, you know, very clear momentum indicators. And so, like I said to the girls, and I've said to them all season... It's our ability to first absorb that pressure and that momentum and then to kill it and then reapply our own pressure and our own momentum. And that is exactly what we did. So we scored the first two goals. There was a point there where they scored four goals. And then we scored eight of the last nine goals in the quarter, hence why it was an 11-5, almost a blowout kind of quarter that really took us to a 15-goal lead. 31 goals, bear in mind, in 30 minutes of netball. So incredible numbers from our attacking end still. And a real sign there, Cam, of maybe just how well we shot, but also how well we got it through court as well. Yeah, it was an interesting one. I, I felt like we didn't quite come out with the same momentum we had, I believe, 
you know, the start and, and why I think the goals weren't scored. Defensively, we'd put a big shift in and I don't think anyone scored for quite a while, a, a small portion of the start of this third quarter. You know, we'd get it down to our end and it wouldn't quite work out. And it'd shift back down to their end, we'd take it back and it was, you know, watching tennis basically up and down the court a little bit. But once, uh, you know, shooters got their rhythm back and calmed down a little bit, they suddenly just hit shots and, and I think they found the, their you know, new play combination in that third quarter. They found the way they wanted to work that circle and then it, it clicked and it worked really well to sort of close off that quarter. Exactly. And I think what we also saw was we saw that maybe defensively we were starting to tire a wee bit uh, as the game went on. And so thankfully the attacking end shouldered a lot of the work and there was a few, uh, there were a few opportunities for subs in that attacking space, not so much so in the defensive end. And I think the defensive end played really, really well and did what they could, knowing that there weren't any subs. And so, you know, they've got through half an hour. They have one quarter to go. Can they hold it together? Fair to say, they they put in an incredible shift. Uh, you know, I think we signalled uh, Grace. Uh, she was outstanding uh, as our, our goalkeeper, who was our player of the game and, and lent well and got a lot of compliments from the other team, which is the ultimate sign really of how well you've played. And, you know, I spoke to her after the game and she said it was definitely her best game uh, that she's put out for us. And that was her own feeling as well. So really good to see. But anyway, can we go to quarter four now where it was a little bit tighter? Yeah, mate. And I, I got to be fair with our team, you know, obviously on all the subs and they didn't have it either, but they were, you know, maybe managing their legs a little bit more considering that. But we, we were tiring a little bit. You could see it. And, you know, to be fair, we've just come off a break as well. So I'm not overly worried by it. But the fourth quarter score was a 9-8. So we, we did win the quarter but uh, by one, leaving the final score 40-24. Overall, good result, really. Yeah, I think so. I think we can put that last quarter down to a bit of fatigue. And also just, you know, the, the momentum... Was a lot was definitely with McAndrew towards the end of the game. I think they scored maybe the last four or five goals, so we were leading at one stage forty to twenty, which was pretty impressive. And then they scored the next four to finish the game, and they could have gone on to score an, another few more as well. But no, a fantastic result for us—a sixteen-goal win. Cam forty goals scored, a goal a minute all game. You've got to be happy with that. Yeah, it it was certainly. A really nice thing to see us start the score with with intent and, and a good rate and um you know shout out to Pain Train who just choo choo yeah she just if she can if she can get going you're not stopping her and so you know she shot outstandingly and she must be one of the few shooters I know who shoots better from further away than <laughs> than closer like I I I saw this one play and she got the ball and she shaped up the shoot. And she saw an opportunity to shift herself closer, and so she did a quick feed and you know double play back with the one of the circle feeders and got an extra meter step closer to the the goal, and then she she missed it, but the rebound kicked back out to further out, and then she hit Nailed the one it. from there. And so you know, we just got reminded, you know, don't get too close. Really, I think that's probably her her thing is just shoot from far because she's just so good at it. But I tell you what, though, there were so many players who who played so well. Like, obviously, all the shooters did well. Maya had a very good game, very good court vision 
in partnership with Rebounds KP. Rebounded as well. Just Rebounded really well. All over it. Absolutely. She shot well as well. And so did Claire. Claire, a bit of a slow start. But when she clicked, man, she was she was hitting them from everywhere as well. So yeah. we're very lucky, I think, that we've got some very talented and um, three talented shooters who are all in form, you've got to say. Yeah, I don't think Claire missed after she hit her first one. Yeah. So she she took a few shots to sort of calibrate the the physics of it all and adjust for air resistance inside um, the ego center. But then after that, it was just robotic, like really. Yeah, she's she was incredible. And again, our work through mid court, you know, it can get quite or oh, quite compact in there. I guess when you're thinking about players who have had a bit of time away, so they've not really thought about spacing or, or anything like that, but. You know, the likes of Jamie and Ella did really well at centre and Edwina as well at wing attack was sublime getting that ball through to centre edge as well. Sorry, circle edge, I should say. And like I mentioned, our, our defensive circle was outrageous. Amanda and Grayson there have a great partnership and Rushi as well there at wing defence was was sublime. So we're, we're seeing some really good work through hard work, but also through our things like our culture that have really started to kick things on, Cam. Yeah, look, obviously you sort of given a pretty good run up there. Thanks, Do you man. have any final thoughts before I give my final thoughts? Yeah, I've got one thing. I guess my final thought would be that these results aren't overly surprising to me now because of just the the sheer work that we've been putting in off court as well. And, you know, we've we've had a couple of people who've been unavailable through things like illness and COVID. We got through that start, we got through the first round. And now we're starting to see the reward for the hard work that we're putting in. So these are some big wins and I, I definitely don't take them for granted, but I also don't think that they're a coincidence. Yeah, I I think we're starting to really put a package together. I yeah. think in previous games we've, we've been able to deliver in, in certain areas and they might change each week, whether it's the defensive end. They've been very strong all year, but whether it's the defensive end or through the midcourt or in the shooting circle in some games we've been able to put pieces of that together or through periods of the game but we're, we're putting in a, a complete performance across a lot more of those 40 minutes which obviously is showing in the scoreline but it, it shows that we can do it and we just got to keep riding with that momentum and and keep delivering that on the on the weekends actually there's one other thing I thought it was quite funny because we we mentioned exit, the exit set piece play that we worked on on the Thursday and the hope of executing it a lot on the game day. I think, Cam, we may have had two opportunities to use it on the game, which is unusual, maybe even just the one when you think about the opportunities, but it also just shows how well we rebounded defensively as well. So interesting that we <laughs> spent a lot of time working on this drill for one opportunity, but we've got that in the kit now and that's the important thing. Yeah, it's obviously not something that you can deliver every single time, but but it was interesting because I did think we were actually going to get a bit more chance to pull it out, but Amanda just with her long arms just kept pulling the ball back in the court before it could go out, and then you know it was it was just us, you know, just controlling that ball too well. But yeah, I I think you know we've got the performance there, and you know obviously you know we're working towards the business end of the, the season and so I'm looking forward to sort of finishing it off. Too right. Now what we're going to do is we're going to throw to some players' thoughts. We haven't had a players' thoughts for a while so I want to get their thoughts and feelings around 
how the game went, but also how the last few games went and how they're sort of thinking and feeling towards the end of the season. You're listening to the Centre Pass Podcast. Okay, so I'm here with um, Ella. We've just had our training. Ella's, of course, one of our star mid-quarters. Ella, um, firstly, how good was it playing that last game that we had 40 to 24 points a minute? The mid, you know, the flow through mid-court was really good. You, you must be pretty stoked with how that game went. Yeah, it was so good. Um, it was, as you said, the flow was incredible. And so you just felt like everything was moving really well um, and getting the ball down and getting it in the hoop mainly was uh, I guess what happened in that game? Yeah, there was a lot of lot of opportunities to score and a lot of opportunities taken. In terms of that flow through midcourt, you know, when it's going so well, I know that we scored, um, I think it was like eight goals towards the end of the third quarter. We just got a real roll. How do you keep that going and that momentum going, you know, so that we can make the most of that momentum that we have, particularly through midcourt? I guess just keep your head up and keep doing what we were doing. It was working. Um, so we kept doing the same, I guess, the same plays. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. In terms of, like, the connections that you're building now with the team, how are you finding the, you know, you, you're gelling obviously very well. You know, we've just seen another training tonight. Girls obviously are gelling really well. How are you finding it in the environment that the team is in? Yeah, it's definitely good. As you play more with people, you get to know how they play, um, which means you can link your play with theirs. And so naturally, as the season progresses and you play more, it just clicks. Yeah. And so do you feel like do you feel like it's starting to click for you and the team and, and how you gel in with the rest of the team? Yeah, definitely, especially with mid-quarters and um, shooters as well from the feeding in. Uh, I now know how the shooters play, which means we can get into them. Awesome. So obviously, you know, the last few weeks uh, have gone reasonably well for us. Um, if you think back to sort of what's been happening in the last few weeks, What's um, something you've really enjoyed with the team? And if we also think forward here, a couple of games to finish off the season, what are you looking personally out there to try and achieve? I think um, personally keeping my vision um, going so I see where other players are and the timing of, especially in mid-court, timing is incredibly important. Um, I'm one to sometimes go a little bit too early, so I need to hold it for a second um, and then drive so that the person with the ball can see where I am. And what have you enjoyed um, about the last few weeks with the team? Just the team culture. It's such a good time. Um, everyone comes to training and games with such a good, a positive attitude, um, ready to get out there and have a good time on court and play our best netball. Yeah, I've got a question about the culture. Um, I'd like to talk about the music that you've contributed to the playlist so far. Can you offer us a couple of the choices that you've put in there and why? Yes, I think I was first to add Wagon Wheel onto the playlist. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, actually. <laughs> I think it's just a great hype song. You know, everyone knows it. You can get, get a bit of a boogie going and it's a good time. In fact, Cam, I might ask you a question. How important is boogieing in the warm-up? Um, Got to be up there. Well, I mean, any way that you can get your feet loose and your, your body moving is important. And, you know, if you think... Some people out there on the dance floor like to dominate, and so, you know, out on the court we like to dominate, so let's try and do that. Yeah, bringing fizz to this, the warm-up, bringing fizz to the tunes. Um, anything else, Ella, that you'd like to add? We've obviously got a massive game this weekend against Tyree. You know, they have had a pretty impressive win themselves leading into this week. They are only, I think, a win or so behind us, so, so the competition is very tight. What do you think we need to do based off last week's result and training tonight to make sure that we get a good result against Tyree? Yeah, I think just keep the energy from last week, bring that momentum, um, play our game, 
no matter what happens with the other team, if we play our game, I know that we can come out on top. And I guess playing our game, playing wagon wheel maybe before the, before the game, is that the secret? Absolutely, three times over. Three times over, goodness, okay, fine. Thank you. You're listening to the Centre Pass Podcast. Well, once again, it's always nice to hear from the players that different perspective and you know, kind words yeah. um, that they have for us and, and the team, which is always cool to hear. Let's move to Dear Diary, which is our segment, if you haven't heard, where we talk about what we have learnt over the last week. And so this week, mate, we'll throw to you first. Yeah, so my thing comes from training. I don't know whether yours is more game day or not, but mine is kind of more centred on a key lesson that I've learned. And then it's, it's, it's you know, you don't have to stress if your whole training plan isn't set out. And I say that because I think we've obviously, we've spoken about it already, Cam, around you can have as structured a training as you like, but there are so many factors that mean that sometimes it can't happen. You know, players, cars don't work. You know, players test positive for COVID on the day. Other teams who you're supposed to be training with can't make it. And so what we saw, I think, is that we don't necessarily have to put all the pressure on ourselves to have a perfect, robust training plan because we've got players who also understand ways that we can get better as a team. So one thing that we've worked on as a culture is around trying to ensure that it's not just Cam, Amanda and myself leading the team from a captaincy and coach point of view, but we're a team of 13 in terms of all 11 players, all two coaches, all working together to come up with the best solutions for all 13 of us. So I think it's a culture thing, uh, but it's also great to have that applied as well. So I'm very, very happy with that and it probably also just takes a little bit of pressure off us as well when it comes to our training prep. Probably, probably the main thing for me. Yeah, mine was going to be yours, but you wrote down on the board first, so I, I had a quick, <laughs> quick think about what I could Unlucky, change mate. it to. Um, but I wanted to talk about our culture a little bit, as you sort of said. But um, interestingly, a sort of slightly different point of view. Uh, was that we've sort of built this culture where we enjoy winning. We haven't, haven't, and people go, that sounds pretty obvious, and you know, every team enjoys winning. But what I mean by this is we haven't gone out there to really hammer in, we have to win, or anything like this. We've talked to, anytime we sort of talked about outcomes or anything like that, it's been about outcomes from something we can control, like the energy or, you know, enjoyment, etc. Yeah. Um, but we've built this enjoy culture around enjoying winning. It's not the be or end all of the sort of result, but we do like it. And so what that creates out there, and it's, it's interesting to sort of watch and develop, is it creates that competitive flair, but it, everyone knows that that's purely for sport. It's on the court. Um, they're ready to have these discussions and you know, you know, know, make changes for the team as they need. Nothing comes off there's any pointers to anyone nothing comes off as you know directed or targeted it's just you know just talking and discussing but you know when they walk off that court whether they've won or lost they're still going to enjoy each other's company and stuff like that but the competitive fire sort of builds up just because we enjoy enjoy the winning and, and as coaches you know i must admit it's quite nice having a you know a pretty strong score line there it's a relief isn't it i think it allows us to feel confident for the rest of the season. And and I don't want to 
say that this is the end of the line, but you know, you you always want to have one good win in the bag. And I've I've been lucky, obviously, to have the previous result in the bag as well. But to have two back to back for me is a real proud achievement from a coaching point of view. And so I'll feel pretty happy at the end of the season to look back on you know the last couple of results as an illustration of a great culture, a great on-team focus, and a great ability to get into the minds of players so that they play according to how we want to play rather than how we naturally play. So that's why I'm, I'm pretty happy with those results. And it really does just justify what we've been doing and, and our approach as well. Yeah, it's a nice one. I feel like we can just you know lean on the fact that they should just take those moments and that feel and just imagine that. And, and if they can just keep delivering that and feeling that, then we're going to go out there and, and win. Well, I don't want to say it, but win most Listen games, I'd it. say. Well, look, I feel like if we play Be like confident. that. Be confident. If we play like that, we we win most games. Facts, and that's you know easy to say. And if we lose, we just say we didn't play like that. But <laughs> um, rags. But yeah, you know it's one of those things. And you know enjoying the weekend as well. Uh, mm. I, I was the first time I didn't have to run away straight after the game, and I was able to sort of you know take a bit of time and watch another one of the teams, one of Uni Albion. Prem B teams, Prem C teams. Sorry, how they come from behind, win, which was back and forth, and yeah, big they closed it out. You know, it ended up being I think a free goal win, but you know, within two minutes of the end, they were down down the goal. So, uh, you know, credit to them for pulling through and and delivering that win. But it was cool to go watch that. I know that you had a nice weekend. You had a little trip away and had a bit of time to yourself, which is great. Yeah, you know what, I think of all the weekends to have stuck around and watched a game, I think, and, and don't quote me on this, but I think Uni Albion only lost one game across all of the teams, across all of the grades, senior and prem, only one team lost, which is a pretty amazing result really for first game back, a lot of injury, a lot of illness around the club as well. So a pretty impressive weekend all round for Uni Albion to be fair. Yeah, impressive on the netball court for us. You know, um, some Cadbury series games going on over the weekend and yeah. over the week, which has been cool to see. Oh, have you guys? Uh, have you seen the clip, mate? Where the guy just gives the the shooter the absolute no way in hell. But don't come. Yeah, this is our house. The hops, the hops. Yeah, if the he hops can, on the man. If he can get that timed well, then he's stopping every shot, really, isn't he? Goodness me, it was it was freakish. Yeah, freakish. That was, that was a cool little clip. You know, but you know, netball was good. We maybe won't talk about the rugby from the weekend. Um, but well, it's a netball podcast, so yeah. we don't need to talk about that that team. Yeah, which team? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll carry <laughs> on to the situation. Well then, <laughs> uh, we won't go there. But um, if if that team wants to, you know, get in touch with us, then I'm sure we can figure something else. Uh, something something up. I reckon. I reckon. I'd happily split that salary with you, mate. Do, can I ask you an honest question? And this is just this is this is might not make the edit, but, but oh, this is slightly okay. off to- topic. But what if you were offered right the All Blacks head coach role? Yes, and I'm not saying anything. Look, this is t- one of the toughest jobs in New Zealand. All right, if you were offered the All Blacks head coach role, yes, you were guaranteed three years' salary. Whether you were fired early or not, 
with the public expectation that that team has to perform, would you take it? Oh, absolutely not. You wouldn't? I would never sleep. I, I could never. I'm I'm too much of a people pleaser. I, I, I care too much. You know, like I, I message every player after every game, giving them like really good feedback and being like, oh, well done, you're awesome, all that sort of stuff. I couldn't, I could not do, no, no, I couldn't do that. It's a, that's one of the easiest questions I've ever been asked. What about you though, mate? Would you, would you give it a thought? Would you give it a couple of minutes or would you know straight away that it was probably, probably not for you? So you, oh, you, here you, we go. Yeah. You, this is, this is what, this is, okay. This is how we get in this situation where this we're coaching is, the netball team. Mate. Oh, this is, everyone, everyone is about to understand this because this is from up, my, my mind, right? He's perked up and he's um, propped. He's got this big smile on his face. So here it comes. You, you know, my sort of, like, I love a challenge. Oh, unbelievable. I, I, I don't know if I'd be able to deliver this, that sort of role, but I love a challenge. <laughs> And and I and I, I think I can do way more than I probably can all the time. I'm one of those people. Who, oh, that makes sense. I, I like to bring ego, my ego, with me in a fun and light-hearted way because it helps me sometimes bring my performance up to a level where I don't think it should be, um, whether it's in any sport or mm. anything. But sometimes, it's, if I if I fake it, I can make it. And that's literally why we're here. Yeah, and that's that literally this podcast. Literally why we're here. <laughs> and so, do you, do I think I could? Try it with the understanding I'd still be getting paid for the three years, even if I got let go early. I would take it on. You Do know it. what that reeks of? That reeks of season two of the Center Pass podcast coming very soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming to you from NZRH headquarters in Wellington. Oh, it, goodness it, me! One of the hardest jobs in New Zealand. They I call know. it. They call it the the second most important job behind the Prime Minister, don't they? Like that's what that's the level of public scrutiny on this job, if not maybe higher than the Prime Minister. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting one. Maybe not important, but in terms of public pressure, mm. I would agree that that's probably one of the roles that has, is the highest in the country because, you know, it's a team effort out the end. Obviously, the coaches have a great effect on it, but uh, over the years and and stuff, there's so much expectation that the All Blacks win, and that's, that's bottom that's dollar. Facts. It's just a... Doesn't matter if if other teams are just getting really good, and you put out good performances. The expectation is they win every game. Oh, it's a, it's a pretty tough situation to be in. Yeah, and so we we have gone off topic, and this episode is running a little and bit longer. And that's but kind of why I'm saying situation. Yeah, I'm well aware of what you're trying to say, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> if you stop distracting me, we'd get there. But oh. <laughs> um, but you know, it's good to have a little chat with. Food for thought. It's good to have a little chat with our listeners because we've been a little bit short on maybe time in our episodes and I wanted to sort of grace them with my voice a little bit longer. But we will move into the situation, mate. So why don't you take us that through That won't make the, the edit, will it? No, probably will it. <laughs> I get the controller. Please keep, please keep it in. Um, we'll move through to the situation. Lovely. You, you're going to take oh, it. Oh, my turn. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Um, so, oh my gosh. situation. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, first-time listener is basically we like to offer our listeners a chance for them to know where we sit ahead of the next week's game so that everybody knows, oh, they're in with a chance of maybe getting into that top four, which we're looking for. If we get there with the next three games to go, that's all we have. We've only got three more games of the regular season to go to reach that top four in order to make the semifinals, Cam. 
It's not quite do or die because we're in a reasonably good position, but every game from here, three games, you're looking for some good performances for the next three weeks, aren't we? Yeah, we are. It's uh, a point where I think there's five teams who have the possibility to make top four, and our goal is just to make top four because then it's just two games where anything can happen, but you know, don't worry about where, just make top four and then think yeah. the finals nitty. Exactly. We all want a bit of finals netty. So this weekend on the 23rd of July, we are going to be playing Tyree, Tyree Netball Club B. And we're going to be playing them at a very friendly 1pm time, Cam, which I think is a very good time to be. So that's the game this week. Heading into that, though, we are currently sitting in third position on 12 competition points, one point behind second place who are on 13 and four points behind the top team on 16. So those are the two teams above us, 16 and 13. The two teams below us both have nine points. So within that four-point win barrier, Cam. Yeah, obviously we had the non-bonus point loss, which has just sort of stuck us in a position where we could get jumped there. Just we... complicates things, doesn't it, yeah, a wee bit? a little bit. But um, I think... You know, there's five teams obviously sort of really still on the run. And so I think we can afford to drop a, a game across one of the next three. But, you know, we definitely need to be looking to at least win probably one and then and have bonus points in the others or look to win two. But um, well, make, make no mistake, the team that we're playing this week is in that fourth slash fifth equal spot. So... This game is an opportunity for us to potentially put that distance between us and that top four and maybe drop them down out of the run. So this, in a way, is a very good opportunity for us to to really consolidate our position in the top four for at least another week. So I think that's got to be the main goal here, isn't it? To, to put that good performance in to then create a little bit of extra separation on the chasing pack. Yeah, I think if we were to give us... You know, win by seven or more or six or more, I can't remember the exact yeah, six, number. I think. Um, then we we would potentially secure our spot considering if we were to make bonus point losses in the final games. Have three tough teams to finish the all in the top five. So, you know, it's important to win games, but we're gonna take it every game on its, you know, individual game on its merits. On its merits, you know, and making sure that we're not thinking about the opposition and that we're just working on our game because, you know, that's what we've been doing for the last few weeks and it's created some some really good outcomes for us on the court. So why change something, Cam, that's not only winning but winning well as well? Yeah, you know, we've been running with the, in the last two weeks and we're just going to continue out there and enjoy, enjoy the performances while we're delivering them. Right, so, you know, that sort of wraps up the, the main bulk of the episode, but I believe we have a little bit of feedback or questions from, from last week's poll. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. Sorry. I had completely forgotten that we were going to run on this. Uh, but, yeah, if you do have any sort of feedback, Cam, how can they get in touch with us while I hurriedly look for the questions? Yeah, so they can get in touch with us on Instagram at center underscore pass underscore NZ or on Facebook. They can look up they can look up Center Pass Podcast or they can get in touch with us on email, not on the line, mate, on email at center um, on center.pass.nz at gmail.com. Perfect. Okay, so 
We've got one question in, and this is from Jamie Smith. The question is, and I think this is actually a very good question with three weeks to go. He asks, what's the most important lesson you lads have learned from diving into netball? Tough one. Thanks, Jamie. Um, a very good question, because you have to think about everything we've ever learned. You know, like it's, it's, it's a tough one to know straight off the bat. But I think the one thing that I th- would happily say is the one thing that I was is the most important would be that culture off the court makes such a difference on the court. Like trying to invest as much time as you can in those early weeks to set the foundations and to set some standards and some non-negotiables, but also just for them to get to know each other makes it so much easier both when we win but also when we lose because you know like it or not this is this is just leisure this is just fun it's it's not competitive we're not in the ANZ championship we're not in the Cabernet Netball series this is just an avenue for them to express themselves outside of study outside of you know living in a tough city in the middle of winter so a chance for them to get to know people that hopefully will become their friends and and creating that culture is that's got to be the most important thing for me, Cam. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to take a similar but slightly different standpoint to you. My thing has been about culture, and and I think we, as a as a sort of collective, we've known that culture and team sports has been so important for performance, and and we've seen it with you know the Silver Ferns and their pure netball campaign that led them to a World Cup win, and you know you think of the the Black Caps. Uh, Look, you can even look at England Test cricket now with baseball. You know, culture is driving performance in, a, in a, a way, even from the bottom levels all the way to the top levels. There, where good culture drives performance, and and one of the things I've been super proud of is the way that has come together for us in terms of you know we've built this culture that, as I said, we enjoy winning. But it's not the be all end all, and everyone enjoys each other's company and and stuff like that. You know, you know they might be just saying it, but you know, girls are. You, you posted a team photo, and the girls, one of the girls, shared it, and she said, you know, best team she's been a part of, and and I genuinely think that a lot of them do feel that they they really enjoy coming to play for the, the fizz. You know, I think so too. I think it's because of our unorthodox approach, maybe. We're not quite the same. We're not the status quo. We're not structured with all this kind of history. For us, we're trying to bring something new, something a bit different. And like you say, they all seem to buy into it, which is great. And they're genuinely all really nice people as well, which which makes it so easy to to build a culture that everyone sort of bounces off as well. Yeah, it's been awesome. And so... You know, thank you for everyone who's listened. I know this episode's going to be running a little bit longer than usual. Bumps for episode. Yeah, I, I, it's sli- slightly different. We've obviously gone off topic a little bit, talked about some things outside of netball. But, I mean, the podcast is a netball podcast, but it's a coaching podcast, and uh, there's a bit of enjoyment to have it here as well. There is also just one further question here. Um, probably not useful, but it's from Liv Lemon, and it says, can I borrow a shooter this weekend? Um, no. That's the that was the simple answer. We didn't have one to give away. Yeah, and, sorry, sorry, Liv, we late, don't. But um, if you if you ask again this week, um, look, maybe probably, email us, email probably, us, the, yeah. email us your requests. Yeah, easier. 
And also make sure you get the media request forms ready because big deal, really. Talent release forms are, are pretty hard to come by too. Mm-hmm. So and, and and we'll send the invoice. Um, <laughs> but yes, obviously, there's been a bit more fun in this episode, a bit more joking. So if you do like this episode, get in touch and say you enjoyed the episode. Um, and like and subscribe. Like you can like the episode and subscribe to it. Yeah. All right. You can rate us on Spotify. That would be a nice thing to oh, do. How but, good would that be? Um. But, you know, we've been, thank you so much for listening once again, uh, especially if you've got all the way through to here. The patience of a saint if you've got this far. Um, I hope you've listened, you know, enjoyed listening to the dulcet tones of Machu and Cam. But thanks for listening. Bye for now. See you. Thanks for listening to Centre Pass. Check out Centre underscore Pass underscore NZ on social media and on Spotify for more.